0: I am your beer slash raft guide. Above all else, hang on to your beer. If the boat flips and you lose your beer, listen for my voice. Try to get back to the boat. We have more beer in the boat. If you can't get back to the boat, I will throw you a beer. I will be aiming at your face. Remember, drink the beer, not the water. I repeat, drink the beer, not the water. If you can't get back to the boat and you miss the beer I throw at your face, swim like hell for the bar. Now get in, hold on, and have a good time. Hops
1: and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy so please sit back grab a beer and enjoy the show
0: welcome back this is our 191st episode of hops and box office flops presented by wobam entertainment we are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer and tonight we conclude our look at extreme flops with 1989's Damned River. I am Bling Blake, and I will be your host for the evening. Along with me tonight for this class five run through this film are the wise cracking
2: jokester with nothing but
0: complaints, Chumpzilla.
2: Hey, just for my mental health, can we just can we just cut back on the fat shaming? Okay, please. It's just it's it's just a bit much. I'm in the same boat, pun
0: intended. (laughs) Hey! First ad joke early on. Nice. We also have the mega positive guy with a strong jawline, Captain Cash. Do I have to be mega positive about this movie or just I
1: just have to have that vibe? Yeah, just in general, I think, but you can can, can be brutally honest here.
0: I can do the one, I can't do the other. And finally, the maybe evil, maybe good other outfitter, possibly warlord, the thunderous wizard.
3: Chubbzilla, uh, if you step over any of my jokes tonight, I'm gonna splatter your brains all over this podcast like jello.
2: Oh man, see he's already starting in on it. Come on.
0: I don't think he called you fat. You're projecting. That's yeah, but it was a food joke. It was
2: a food it joke. A food joke. joke. Mm-hmm.
0: Now points of order. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B-O-Flops. And Wobam Entertainment can be found at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. So Damned River is basically impossible to find, uh, but YouTube saves the day on this one with, uh, we learned recently, an obscure British cable ripoff that ended up on YouTube. Thanks, Movies for Men. And so you can find it there on YouTube for free. Uh, the quality may not be 4K, but the action is definitely class five. Uh, wow. Come on, guys. When you have uh, somebody who's, whose whole life revolves around whitewater and paddling, you know there's going to be a lot of those. those kind so of I,
2: Right now, two for two on the dad and or rafting jokes. Solid start.
0: All right. Well, let's talk beer. Tonight, we are drinking Boat Show IPA from Yellow Springs Brewery in Yellow Springs, Ohio. It is an American IPA with juicy tropical fruit and citrus notes. Boat Show has a bright medium golden pour with a nice bright white layer of frothy foam. Uh, it sneaks in just at Captain Cash approval with 7.0 ABV. Um, right you know what? right we're there um you know i've been enjoying a lot of beers similar to this lately and uh i like this one too it comes in six packs of 12 ounce cans and if you like fruity ipas i'd recommend grabbing two of those six packs because this stuff is uh is very easy to drink um i'm certainly enjoying it right now i think i'm probably the only one that was able to get it since it's uh it is very local to southwest ohio uh so for me How many bad movies would I be willing to sit through while drinking it? It's an easy two and a half to three movies for me. Um, You know, at 7.0, it's not kicking my butt. Uh, It's very easy to drink, and it's lovely. So we'll see how I feel at the end of the podcast tonight, if I'm still able to be upright. uh, That might determine
2: how many movies I can make it through. Well, I believe you should probably make sure one of those movies is half-baked. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Yellow Springs, Ohio, Dave Chappelle's hometown? Uh, not his hometown. Uh, he
0: he hails from Washington, D.C. originally. OK, but, but yes, this is his his chosen uh, home Okay. Right here in Yellow Springs, Ohio. That's correct. I,
2: I knew he'd spent some time there because I, I I knew folks that had met him while he was still in Yellow Springs.
0: Yeah, he's still here. Uh, and I say here. I'm uh, a little bit I'm about a half that's, an hour. It's a
2: suburb of Dayton, right? Yeah,
0: basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he's got a new comedy club that he's uh, putting in there.
2: Oh, right so, on. Yeah. Like, buddy of mine, uh, back in uh, my Miami days, his little brother used to be a waiter at like some country club or some kind of something fancy restaurant or whatever in the area. And Chappelle would come through after he'd kind of made it and said the guy was a huge prick. So there you go. There's my Dave Chappelle story.
0: Well, there you go. I'm sure okay. he'd be very offended if he was listening to this podcast, which
2: he I'm would
3: sorry, actually just, just be holding the wrap it up sign for any of Chubzilla's stories. He'll wrap it up, B.
1: He's going to cry himself to sleep tonight just on a pile of money if he hears this.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, he'll be he'll be fine.
0: He's going to be okay. So, the tale of the tape. <laughs> uh Damned River was directed by Michael Schroeder, who is probably best known for doing the direct-to-video cyborg sequels. I'm sure some of you guys caught those on late-night cable uh, in, the, so uh, in he's, the 90s.
3: He's super famous because he worked with Angelina Jolie. Good for you, Michael Schroeder. Uh well they're all on Tubi for the record. Oh, no shit. All the yep. cyborg sequels are on Tubi. Yeah. But you have to get the director's cut if you hit on VHS via the mail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's for the first one. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I I hey, you know, the cyborg movies are they hold a special place, at least the first one does, to the pod because you know that was basically the uh, the end result of canon films going under due to Masters of the Universe and they lost their Spider-Man movie that James Cameron was going to direct and they'd already spent like two million dollars on sets so they just hurried up and like over a long weekend uh, the director oh, what's his name help me out here T-dubs um, the guy who directed uh, the first Cyborg movie he just passed away and they did not recognize him at the Oscars uh Albert Pynum. he's got a weird uh-huh. uh he's got a weird last name uh, so i i i feel terrible cuz the guy just passed not long ago i uh, he directed the Captain America movie the the 90, 1990 Captain America movie the straight, to, was
3: directed straight to the directed by Albert one. Pune
2: Pune yeah he's, i think i think he's filipino
3: which um, uh, yeah and he died in November 26 2022 yeah
2: but anyway uh yeah so that's how they salvaged the money that they'd already kind of like siphoned off of the masters of universe uh uh filming because they were they're already working on the sequel and that spider-man movie and then they just slap dash boom bing bang boom cyborg
3: well so cyborg rules because war child from point break is the main bad guy so
2: yep yep that's a that's a weird movie but uh it's a it's a cult classic as far as strange
3: sci-fi might be stretching uh, it but yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's, well, it's a damn it's one of van Dam's early like
3: a thing that airs occasionally
2: it's it's it was van damme's follow-up to blood sport let's put it that way well on anyway.
0: that note damn river was co-written uh by john crowther who was credited for the story for the chuck norris classic missing in action Favorite uh films and Bayard Johnson, who wrote the screenplay for pod favorite Casper Van Dien's Tarzan and the Lost City. So we're talking about some pedigreed uh, people at the helm of this thing.
3: Schlockmeisters, for sure.
0: 100%. Uh, and this is right in that schlock wheelhouse, no doubt. Um, it stars Stephen Buster Schellen, uh, John, who is Mike from Chopping Mall, Turleski. Welcome back to the pod. Lisa, I think I might know her from something, Aleph, and some guy named Mark Popple. Um, and seriously, the rest of the cast just gets less well known uh, from there. The movie was released, and I do use that term very loosely, in October 1989. Dan River took in less than $30,000 at the box office against an estimated budget of $5 million. I feel like you have to be trying to make less than $30,000 on a film that you actually release into a theater.
1: When you say release, do you mean like as Into the Wild? Like they took this movie out into the forest and opened a cage and it ran away. That, or just, that I could believe.
0: Or they just left the cage open and walked away. I don't know. Yeah, they they, they don't figure I, it out. They threw rocks on it. Like
3: <laughs> Go! Go! <No! laughs> Get, you can't stay. You gotta,
0: no. You gotta live your life. Um, no, I, I'm not sure that this movie was ever uh, actually intended for anything other than straight to video, uh, based, again, on our our director and writers. Uh, so I'm not sure what the real numbers are in terms of what it actually made. Uh, it, it I had a VHS copy in my dirty raft guide house that I lived in after college. Let's just let's suffice to say
3: that it was not a successful film. I got to tell you, movies for men are often not released widely because, you know, the public just can't handle the testosterone that comes well, with them.
2: 51% of the population. Yeah. yeah.
3: Movies for men. Settle right? down, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Jesus. Well,
2: and, I, and I think if I had to guess here, uh, Dr. Bling usually a movie like this there's probably some weird distribution clause in the like the the contracts with the producers they have to show it in a theater it has to have a theatrical release at a minimum so they knock that out they they put it up in one theater one theater for a week or whatever and then it goes straight to video because honestly cable and video vhs home video is where they're hoping to make their money back yeah because five million dollars that's not a huge number considering there's zero um you know marketing for this right they're just going to sell it to cable channels and send the vhs copies to blockbuster and hope yeah. for the best
3: well i can tell you that africa the continent refused to market this film in fact they asked that all of the film be burned with fire as to not embarrass their entire continent <laughs> so i
2: mean that seems legit but i feel like you're making that up
3: I'm just telling you what up, I know. But, it also okay. started a civil war in the Congo.
1: I mean, they <laughs> released the movie Congo like four years later, so I don't feel if they let that one slide. Wait. I mean, Damn River's not like that much worse.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I think T dubs is burying the lead here. Was this the original Benghazi? Is this the film that started a, a, a you know insurgency? I
3: might have. Uh, also congo definitely stole from this movie little hippo attack action
2: anybody
0: Whoa, whoa,
3: yeah
0: let's be clear i don't think this movie or congo invented the premise of hippos attacking things Mm, i don't know
3: no i'm gonna
0: see some citations there boy they seem so nice
3: the hippo was so offended about how stupid the congo movie was it actually tried to kill the cast and crew so yeah
0: and i think the hippo here was just so upset about it they were like you know what i can't be bothered
3: Now I can't prove that. I just know it's true.
2: (laughs) Fair enough.
0: Well, despite, uh, some early, uh, reviews from this group, the reviews for damned river are basically non-existent. Uh, there is one critic review on rotten tomatoes, which was mildly positive. Um, it does have an audience score of 33% with over 500 ratings, which a, I was surprised that 500 people had seen this movie, um, I think that that 33% is harsh. But if you're expecting anything other than a schlocky B-movie action situation, then you would, of course, be very disappointed. Uh, the user reviews on the IMDb are a bit more gentle, with most people taking it for what it is and giving it generally positive reviews. Gentlemen, how would you describe this film in one sentence? Captain Cash, I think we'll start with you. It is
1: Cannibal Holocaust. With none of the stones, uh, it is gleaming. The cube with none of the charm, it is Congo with none of the Tim Curry. I don't know what to tell you. It's not. It's not good. I'm That's not more sure than that one was, sentence.
0: I'm not sure that was one sentence. But since we already went there, do you think this movie gets better with the addition of sesame cake?
1: Does Delroy Lindo get to say sesame cake? If if Delroy Lindo is present yes or tim curry or anybody else who would say it in like a fun accent
0: our biggest star here is steven shown we can afford none of those people we spend all of our money on fake hippos and a rubber crocodile
1: let's uh, rake rake and say sesame cake and it it does get better i'll let that uh, yes yes fair enough yes
0: thunderous wizard what do you have for us tonight
3: Gary Busey missed out on the role of a lifetime not playing Ray the demented river guide in the cult classic Damned River. I couldn't agree more. Chumpzilla.
2: Damned River is the best river-based movie set in Africa starring a guy from Chopping Mall that I have ever seen. That is
3: very kind. Crowded field, too. Damned River is definitely
1: one of the movies ever. Yes. I'll take it. Damned River was shot on a river. The that, <laughs> I mean, Apparently it was shot on location. And you know what? I will give it... And I know we're jumping ahead here. I will give it credit. There's some interesting cinematography, particularly of the rafting stuff.
2: There's some good wide shots, too. Because you can yeah. definitely tell it is shot in Africa. It is shot in Zimbabwe on location. And honestly... The last movie I had seen in theaters was Ant Man and the CGI mess. And to watch something like this, it's like, wow. Like, yeah, movies used to actually be in places.
1: Rather like, than a big real, green room with,
2: with real stuff around. Like, it's just kind of because there's no CGI in this. It's all practical and all on location. There's no soundstage, none of that. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And you think, and then, like, think about better movies like Braveheart, right? You know? Like, because Lord of the Rings is a lot of CGI. I, but I, you go I, back to stuff like Braveheart, it's like, it's just a bunch of dudes in a field.
3: I, I just got to stop for a minute because we're talking about a movie called Damned River that made $30,000. And you're like, oh, yeah, it makes me yearn for movies like Braveheart, where they're all shot on location. It's like, I don't know if we should be mentioning these two movies within 15 <laughs> sentences of each other. Let alone, no, I'm one. just saying
2: there's definitely something to be said about the practical nature of shooting on location.
3: Hey, be, listen, you turtles you're up the all pussy you who didn't want, want, but at people least the to jump turtles was planes, shot okay,
2: shot in real places, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, well.
2: You know, I, you just, it's, there is something to be said for that. It I'm just shocked you're feel. not complaining
3: that it wasn't safe enough for the rafters. Like you were like, I'm not jumping out of a plane. No way. No way people should be oh, jumping I'm not out getting of in that place. raft
2: either. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, oh, you guys have fun. I'll see you. I'm going to get my, I'm going to get in my, uh, oh, what's the, uh, the helix? I'm going to get my helix and I'll meet you guys down at the bottom of the run. I'll see you there. It right. was shot in
1: 1988, maybe 89. I'm pretty certain if Ray heard you say a CGI at him, he'd assume you were giving him some kind of slur. Now that's a government so,
3: brainwave thing, dude. You'd be toast. He'd cut just, your yeah, head I, off. I just, don't don't, think don't talk like about CGI
1: around Ray. It would go badly for you, is all I'm trying to say.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Good grief. All right. This is gonna be this
0: is gonna be a much longer podcast than I anticipate. This it doesn't have to be. be. Let's go. This yeah, is gonna me. be fun. me in moving. listener. Come on, right,
2: keep paddling, guys. Keep paddling. We gotta keep this thing moving.
0: All forward. Uh, mine is, and I, and I, this comes from personal experience sitting around a lot of fires with drunk and stoned river guides over the years. So Damned River is a movie that river guides would write at night while drunk and stoned and think was amazing. And then somehow someone actually gave them five million dollars to make it.
1: You know what? Every nice thing I said, because I didn't know how much this was shot for, I take it back. What? Five million and eighty
2: nine money?
0: Helicopters are really expensive. They had yeah. to run that rapid over and over and over again.
2: And they had to fly everybody over to Africa.
0: L- the logistics of shooting in the Zambezi Gorge uh, are not to be understated. No. Our actual IMDB description... A group hires a guide to take them whitewater rafting down the Zambezi River in Africa, but what they don't know is that the guide is actually a dot, dot, dot. Yes, that's right, folks. Our IMDb one sentence ends in an ellipsis, and I had to then find it somewhere else online. So it ends with, what they don't know is that the guide is actually a deranged psychotic killer.
1: Brief pause because I'd like to play a quick game. Okay. Assuming you didn't know it was Deranged Killer, pitch me a movie. The guide is actually a what, right? But what they don't know is their guide is actually a hot dog. All right, so. I
2: was, was going to go with a, <laughs> yeah. a stapler.
3: Yeah. Their guide, guide is <laughs> a stapler. Their guide is <laughs> actually a, uh... Rob, Schneider. Rob yeah. Schneider. Yeah, it's Rob He's Schneider as shit. a man eating crocodile on the Zambezi. <laughs>
1: Blink, <laughs> like, uh, like what, what
0: is your? The, the guy is actually, uh, a... I was gonna go with like, like, alien in a river rat race suit, yeah, kind of a There you go, men in black. He was wearing a big is old a- suit. The predator,
1: so, is th- actually <laughs> the father they never knew that they needed.
3: Their guy is actually away. Ursula the Sea Witch, and she wants to get her human legs. Good luck.
2: So, T would this qualify as a horror movie in the category of there's something wrong with the.
3: Oh, this is a little bit like the hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, I'll tell why. you what it would have saved. What's, these?
2: The, what's, the, what's the Mark Wahlberg movie where he's the psycho boyfriend?
3: Fear. fear, fear, yeah.
2: But you know, it's actually you know, I say that, but it really is more like this is kind of like Cape Fear on a river,
3: yes. Uh, well. We we're gonna talk about this now because when I got sent you guys the image of the back cover of this and it called it a thriller in the vein of deliverance, and I almost shit my pants.
0: Well, it's also on a river. It's yeah, so. on a river. There's a rape.
2: Uh, uh I mean, yeah, I mean, could use some more Ned Beatty, but whatever.
3: This is very unlawful entry, you know, with Ray Leota. Turns out to be a bit of a nut. Can say that twice, yeah, uh, so
2: rip, but yeah, anyway. Uh, uh.
1: I will rather be watching Cocaine Bear.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, gentlemen, let's get into the plot. Such that it is
2: that, <laughs> wait, there's a plot. <laughs> We've already established there's a river in a boat. I mean, that covers it, right?
0: Hey, let's all right, let's be kind here. The movie starts off actually fairly strong. A great shot of Victoria Falls uh, and some pretty ominous foreshadowing with a little boy in Zimbabwe following a dead body floating face down in the river. Uh, Mm -hmm. We know that this person was a a, a rafter because he was still wearing his PFD. Um, We'll have the What's the PFD bonus question in the quiz later? So you can start doing your research now. It's a pretty fancy dick. Ah, uh, well, uh, damn it. That was what I was going to go with. No, no. You, 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 I'm sorry. You misunderstood. It's wrong answers only. So. Oh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, four American friends step off the train in Zimbabwe, ready to embark on a multi-day rafting trip down the Zambezi River. There they meet their local contact and are introduced to their guide, Ray, played by the incomparable Stephen Shellen.
3: Stephen Shellen is going full Willem Dafoe, if oh, Willem yeah. Dafoe couldn't act, just <laughs> throw it out there.
2: So speed two, <laughs> Willem Dafoe.
3: Before they
0: even leave the train station, Ray has a very tense conversation with an older dude in safari clothes. Uh, later, by the put-in, that's river talk for where we put into the river, this. Oh. oh!
1: I thought that was a reference to the rape scene. That's later. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, the, that's my the... bad. Okay. Oh, uh, I thought uh, you were making fun of Ron DeSantis
3: eating chocolate pudding with his three fat fingers, <laughs> which was a hey, story what that, did that, that came...
2: say about the fat shaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: twice now. Chump, Chump, Santa's.
2: <laughs> oh no! Later.
3: Oh,
2: no. Ouch! This is mean. Yeah.
0: Later, by the put-in, they see the older dude again and Ray has another much more menacing conversation with him, after which Ray's helper quits and effectively tells the Americans, good luck, I'm out, deuces, Chumpzilla.
2: Well, I was going to say, at this point the movie does start strong it's like okay it seems like there's some stuff going on and this could go somewhere and then you get the scene where the guy quits and you've had those 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 tense conversations i was getting some decent indiana jones vibes here yeah but Like, I mean they're sort of like is there some what's going on here what's the the local political implications of this relationship and there's, you know, I it was very, uh, you know, a little bit of, little bit of Temple of Doom, a little bit of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm like, okay, where's this going? it an Honestly, outdoor adventure flick.
3: I thought it was going to be more Die Hard on a river, where Ray right. was having to fight against uh,
0: the evil warlord or yeah. whatever. Right? Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. And that's yeah. certainly what they're trying to make us think at this point in time. So the group uh, then pushes off and heads downstream, and things seem to be going relatively fine until they have a little trouble in their first major rapid. Uh, the Ned Beatty of the group, who is not at all fat, even though Ray keeps calling him fat, uh, gets chucked around the boat, and Ray loses his damn mind. Um, and this might be Shellon's only piece of good acting in the entire movie, um, because mm. you understand very clearly that he's a giant psychotic rage monster from this point on, and any kind of... Uh, uh, misapprehension might be having about is he a good guy or a bad guy starts to be able to take shape relatively quickly so the group continues on and Ray eventually decides he needs to leave the group to go hunt the khaki wearing guy who we're starting to realize probably isn't all that bad um, despite Ray telling us repeatedly that he was the first one on this river and they're trying to run him off And we also get some lines that these two had some run-ins either on other rivers or through Ray's past life as a mercenary. Um, We find out that Ray has an AK-47 and a pistol from World War II. And again, all this is very vague and just left to the audience to kind of put together via Ray's rantings.
2: Yeah, again, it's almost like it was meant to be misdirection. 100%. Hundred percent, but it doesn't really go away. It it's still kind of
3: there ish. Well, you get them popping the raft, which is like, oh yeah, these guys are are messing with him. Mm-hmm. But that never really comes into anything. He just literally goes insane from that. Right, <laughs> he loses yeah. his mind, yeah. like it,
2: kind of, of independently of what they're doing. He loses his mind.
3: We just lost three fucking hours. Like, I
2: mean, yeah,
0: like someone's got to patch a boat, man. Like. Welcome to the Zambezi. Yeah. Are, are you guys gonna be late for something? Right. Like, where like, you gotta be, man. You got you got yeah. five days, you go 150 miles, like chill. So yeah, uh and and it's really here where where Ray does catch up with Mr. Khaki that, that we start to get the real picture. Uh like we're like, okay, yep, now I understand it. So while we don't see it transpire, at least not in our uh movies for men version of this, uh Ray Ray murders Mr. Khaki. And we know this because he brings the guy's head back to the beach and tosses it in front of his paying clients.
2: As you do, yeah. Bold uh, move, Cotton.
3: I will tell you, you know what would have really done Ray Yelp. Can't can't leave this guy a nice review. <laughs> nope. And,
2: and nope. just on a filmmaking note, it was because of Damned River that the Russo brothers scrapped the scene where the you know the, the past timeline thanos uh thanos excuse me shows up with captain america's head from another timeline they're like wait a minute, hold on damned river already did this we can't do that and they can't had to rewrite it. the yeah. whole end of end game because of damned river
0: you're right jumpzilla it is a uh, a impactful movie in the world of cinema today facts so from here on out, it is it's just madness. Uh the group is obviously terrified that the psycho will kill all of them, uh, but they can't just bash him overhead with a rock because they need him to navigate the terrifying class five river that they are on. Because, um, because you
2: can't just walk from shore to some place. Uh there's there's nowhere, I guess, that that isolated.
0: Zimbabwe <laughs> is down there, it's also the bottom of a very deep gorge. Uh For the
3: Africa is a very it, the the untamed wilds of Africa are quite dangerous and with no weapons or supplies they'd be pretty screwed There's, but if they, have they bashed no, his
2: head in they'd have his pistol and his AK yeah
3: but they have no clue to survive at, how to survive at night yeah. like Africa could be a dangerous place like they are kind of stuck that's like the one oh, thing yeah. I can be like I see their their dilemma here
2: like, I mean and, that's, the, and the movie definitely wants you to see that too. Now, that's the point
3: they do say that they're experienced rafters so yeah bash the dude's head in like that's the best option and then just go down the river but so, you yeah know, you're not
2: it's sort of like if you get kidnapped and the, the kidnapper takes you to a second location you're probably dead
3: with like with no shelter you're not surviving in africa as, Well, well but,
2: they, but they're already surviving as a group together with him like i, I guess if he's going to yeah. murder you i still think you take your chances by murdering him and Without him, because even if you stay with him, he still might murder you. I don't know. It doesn't matter, because to your point, d Dubs, the movie wants you to to relate to the to the other boaters saying like, oh, "We got to wait this thing out. It's our only chance."
3: Well, so. after they all ate the old guy's head, they kind of had like a blood pact. You know, they're cannibals at that point. So you're in, yeah,
2: yeah. We're, we're now we're back to cannibal holocaust. Yeah, yeah. and I,
0: I'll give you two just little pieces of personal information or personal experience here. Like, you know, I've, I've. Uh, I've gone down the Grand Canyon twice now and I can tell you that if there is no such thing as hiking out of the Grand Canyon with the exception of like a couple spots along the river Um, and in between them are some pretty big rapids and the other thing I'll tell you is that I've had a lot of people in my boat that say I've gone rafting before meaning they rode in a boat while a professional guide drove it uh, and they could not have gotten in the back of of my raft and navigated a a class five rapid so um, fair enough But at any point, uh, they they need Ray to get out. Uh, But after he uh, rapes Anne, our one female on the group, uh, they decided that this is the final straw and they're going to take their chances. Um, And so Mr. Chopping Mall himself tries to make a run for it. He has a massive head start, like hours, it seems. And Ray just wakes up and starts chasing him and catches him somehow makes the guy fall down a 40 foot embankment or something like that and after seemingly running uphill for hours away from the river and out of the gorge they're like right back at river level after this little tumble
3: um, actually actually they're not just back the other people take the boat and they're ahead of them yeah (laughs) it's like they're right next to them again
0: it's this that part doesn't really make any sense at all uh but that's not i mean that's not the biggest sticking point with this movie for sure so all forward um eventually our travelers are able to give ray the slip they head off downstream themselves uh chopping mall dies of his injuries the boat flips ray finds fatty clinging to a tree and sends him off to drown in the river and after a brief confrontation, Anne finds the heroine within herself, not the junk you put into your arm, but the inner hero that she has, and bashes Ray in the head, sending him into the river and over the falls, and our two remaining Americans begin their journey home. The end.
3: I got to tell you, poor Terleski, just can't catch a break on this podcast.
2: <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. He's-, He's got a decent performance in this.
0: Yeah, he's not terrible for a, yeah. a, a you know shady lawyer trying to scam people out of their money. Who would do that? That's the only thing they know
1: how to do, right? I mean, you th- yeah, you, and- think, you, you think you can think help can me, lawyer man?
2: <laughs> it's the government, man. Um, and doesn't the movie kind of give us a nice little bookend? Don't they give us the shot of the guy's corpse going down the river and the kids seeing it too? Right.
0: i I think that happens uh we also get
2: which again they were making a, a legit movie here i give this movie a lot of credit for trying on such a paltry budget and clearly this movie wasn't trying to do anything more than just be a cheesy action adventure on a river uh with some psychological twist in there i mean i'm not saying it's a fully formed idea but uh i don't think it was trying to be anything higher than what it is
3: but it pretty much is a fully formed idea because we talked about the river wild last week which essentially steals this movie's idea and just hires better actors and has a bigger budget and it flips it around a little bit instead the guide has to take two criminals down the river and they're at their mercy because they have them as hostage but that's the same idea and that movie yeah. just has Meryl Streep, and, you know, she can't miss, so.
2: Yeah, fair. I mean, as far as a direct-to-video style late 80s action movie, this is par for the course. Yeah. This is I
3: mean, 100% par for the canon course, yes. Yes,
2: yeah.
0: And we've and we've definitely seen worse uh, on this pod, so.
2: I, and again, I can't emphasize enough how much credit I give a film like this for being shot completely on the location. They didn't try to turn North Carolina into Zimbabwe. Right? No, they, I mean, in this fairness, is on the
0: Zambezi River.
1: Yeah, they could have done, right?
2: Yeah, like, absolutely. They could have saved money. They could have shot this in Georgia like Deliverance.
0: I mean, it like, could have oh, been.
1: yeah, no, Africa. Totally. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: You could have done it on the Grand Canyon. You could have done it on the Gali River in West Virginia. You know, there's a lot of places. Yep. Uh, you could have pulled this off. I think the Grand Canyon would have Hocking been a in fine stand-in for, uh, for Zimbabwe um all right so overall damned river how many beers are required thunderous wizard
3: so this movie is really bad and and confused and and uh the script is just its greatest failing because i actually think the premise is pretty good and the acting also does it no favors so it's like a terrible yeah it's like a three to four pain beers because I love that they shot all the rafting stuff, and I love it that as you guys said, it's on location. Um, but God, the guy who plays Ray, oof boy. He's got a heavy load to carry, and he's not up to the task. Yeah. So yeah, a, he is not Sylvester Stallone. Three to four pain beers. Probably four pain beers, because this does feel longer than it actually is. Because it it doesn't drag out the tension well enough. And they really could have teased that out longer before. Like he just goes full on psycho from like one scene to another. It's like, huh. It,
2: I think if there had been like small instances of things going wrong or being sabotaged or whatever, and and they're like, wait, wait, who's the who's who who is it? Who is the person that's responsible? Then a little more paranoia developed amongst the guys before it's revealed who the the bad actor is. Whatever, yeah, it probably helped a bit. But yeah, it definitely doesn't do that. It just kind of he just flips out at the drop of a hat, right?
0: So Chumpy, since since you're oh, on yeah. the mic right now, how many beers sure. for you?
2: Oh, I, I'd get this for uh four half and half beers. Um, it does drag. It 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 feels longer than it should, and kind of in the middle portion where it should be trying to like build these things up, it just kind of treads water until it it takes off and it goes full wacko, you know. Um, and and honestly too, I, I don't know if I'm being overly critical here, but I also, it just the the poor like film stock, and I don't know if it's just the transfer. I'm sure the VHS copy wasn't much better, but it is greeny as fuck, and it kind of takes so takes the downside to that as it takes away with probably some some of those great establishing shots and wide shots and some of those rafting shots. be a lot better if they were they were in 4k Uh, because the movie kind of looks like (laughs) yeah
0: 100 agree right like and and,
2: which could be the transfer who knows
0: i mean i I can tell you that i came up watching a lot of whitewater kayaking films that were you know shot on handy cams and Mm. uh, camcorders and it to me it felt a lot like those early kayaking films and now what these guys are making they're all shooting on you know 4k cameras because everybody can get one
2: dude if you'd shot this movie in the era of like uh of your gopros like they probably could have got some really sweet shots in this movie
0: it would be sick and they could have used drones and you know Ah. budget by you know 80 percent to get
2: rid of the helicopter shots and use drones yeah no see it was just ahead of its time man
0: that's it that's it captain cash how many to get through
1: It sings 90 minutes, and I think we were agreed that the pacing is off. But I could do it in three. It's not, again, it's not great. And I mean, having uncovered more of the movie than just the YouTube (laughs) transfer, uh, then it shoots to six pretty fast. But just the YouTube thing I saw at 90 minutes, you know, I'd call it three.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we really emphasize that here on the pod? I know we talked about it before, but uh, as no, we did to not. There, Captain Cash, there is a director's cut <laughs> of oh, Damn River. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, as far as I know,
1: that was in the initial cut, right? Yeah, well, I no, mean...
2: yeah, I, I'm air quotes director's cut. Yeah, yeah. the the non uh, cable broadcast in the UK version, because yeah, again, yeah, the, the UK is pretty sensitive about what they'll show on film. Yeah, that
0: is a that is a very graphic rape scene, and I think that's why you know I'm with you, I'm Captain Cash. I'm at I'm at three beers, uh, probably two pain, one enjoyment, because I enjoy the white water quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, when you get to the graphic and very drawn out rape scene, um, that's an extra beer automatically, may, maybe yeah. two. Um, yes, that, yeah. that scene
3: is uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I always thought the UK was like averse to showing. Uh, things that were off-putting, like nunchucks, but they did show the France England game in the Six Nations last week. So I guess they're not so sensitive. That's, that's a lo- that's a
0: low blow <laughs> that doesn't need to be brought up right now.
2: They had they did have to run a disclaimer on that one for you know not for you know, for, for sensitive viewers.
0: Oh, some of us are still recovering from that. Thank you very uh. much. And that, listeners, brings us to our first break. We're going to hear from our brothers in beer over at the Hop Nation podcast. So we will catch you on the other side of this rapid. Hang on tight.
3: Hey, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's
0: number three craft beer podcast.
3: Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So, whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if
0: you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back, listeners. We are going back into the river to continue our discussion of damned river with our lingering questions. So, gentlemen, I think we all agree that this movie wasn't great, but should it have at least gotten a chance?
3: I'm surprised it didn't make it on like the late night TV circuit more. Like I'd never heard of it. So, and I've seen a lot of terrible movies and the fact that it's just nowhere to be found now, also a little bit weird because there's all sorts of B movies that you can stream. And you
2: you can find hell comes to frog town on Tubi. This yeah, should exactly. be on this that's should be a, on Tubi.
3: That's a good example, right? Like chopping malls are yeah. like celebrated. It's like filmed at film festivals. Now, I think Chopping Mall's remarkably better than this, but it's also very bad.
2: Yeah. Um, Chopping Mall has got a better gimmick. And I think to answer your question, Bling, that's probably the, the real issue with this movie. Aside from being shot on location, which is cool, it doesn't really have a gimmick and the, the twist. Of the guy turning bad isn't really much of a twist you know because it's kind of set up it, it's it's sort of like in the trailer right so yeah this movie just doesn't have a hook
3: if there were more people to kill and this were a straight up horror movie
2: mm-hmm. slasher flick
3: because people love low budget like you know yeah yeah jason he's he's uh, on a river
2: you know? Yeah, yeah. Second raft, exactly. Like second group of people, more people to to speculate who the bad actor is builds more tension too. Until it's revealed. I mean, that again, that would probably be a better. It's the same premise, but you like work the hook better. Yeah, but all that being said, I think if this movie had gotten a wider release, it probably would have made its money back. You probably could have put this into drive-ins and stuff, which were still a thing back then, and this movie probably could have made some money more than it did. I think that's
0: fair. And maybe that's it. Maybe I I should have like uh, rephrased that question. Like, is is it just that, are are we surprised that it was so hard to find, that it's so obscure at this point in time? And maybe that's it, Chumzilla, that like, because it really, like I knew it because it was like this thing that got passed around guide houses, right? And people that were in the whitewater community kind of were aware of it. Uh, but that's because we were boaters and there's so little cinema for us, right?
2: Yeah, right, so this is basically the (laughs) river Guide's version of Roadhouse, you know, for bouncers. Or Vision Quest for wrestlers. For wrestlers, there you go.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. Although I don't think any of us really aspired to be a murderous psychopath, but um, we certainly fantasize about it from time to time.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, those intrusive thoughts work their way in. Uh, right. but, no,
3: you but, guys are way more crunchy and, and hippie than uh, to say this river's mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my river. river. Yeah,
2: the river's for everybody, man. It's everybody's river.
0: It's it's God's water, man. It's God's water. But I,
2: but again, I think as far as like what happened to this movie, sadly, I think it was basically filmed to go into that straight to video market. Uh, yeah. Which might have been a bad call. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, they probably should have gone with a wider release. I think they would have made some money because it's I, not often.
3: Can I just say that I, I'm really shocked that Bling Blake's biggest gripe with this movie isn't the fact that Ray, the river guide, wears like fucking Dockers the whole the whole film. <laughs> He's wearing like dress shoes. I was more, yeah, you know, I was more offended by the shoes than anything else. I don't know
0: what those mm. are. You know, I, shoes
3: definitely weren't tivas. He's wearing, sure. he's wearing like low top Indiana Jones Aldens.
0: I, I think they're supposed to be like like neoprene booties, which is very, very common. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird look. Uh, I think with those like cut off camo shorts that he was had going on and his crocodile tooth necklace that never got explained.
3: Well, he eats a lot of croc, you know. I mean, he okay. did. He did feed them
0: crocodile, they were
3: very upset about
0: it. Like,
1: I love, like, I, I can't figure out why they like the one guy like spits yeah. it out in disgust. And it's, it's like, like
3: have you ever been to Florida? Florida? Yeah, no, you're in yeah. Africa, man. Yeah. Come on, I, I've gator have
2: Yeah, I've had gator tacos, man. They're delicious. Yeah. What mm.
1: is it like uh, bad juju to eat the gator on the river? I, so. I...
2: I mean, as long as you make your boots out of them, I think it's all good.
0: That's it, man. You got to show those gators who's boss. So they you they gotta use come... the whole gator. All right, so it it did not get a chance. Uh it is obscure, but but what is the biggest problem with this movie? Is it is it the cast and the acting? Is it that the writing just was was I don't know, non-existent or not fleshed out enough? Like, if you told me this was the
1: director, the writer, and like their best friend who is an actor's. Plan to convince them to let them go white water rafting in Africa, and they'll shoot a movie while they do it. I would believe you, <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: it's, you know exactly. If you told me that Ray wrote, directed, and starred in this movie, I'd be like, ah, okay, got it. It's that guy's vanity project. Understood.
1: It's the writing. Like the the acting's not that bad. I think everybody there, like. Ray, I find surprisingly entertaining, despite the fact he's a despicable human.
2: Well, he overacts a little bit. But it's
1: enough that, like, I think Thunderous Wizard was right. He doesn't quite carry the movie the way he needs to, Mm -hmm. because they've made him the bad guy. But he's kind of like evil Bruce Campbell from Army of Darkness.
2: Yeah, he's definitely trying really hard but i'll just pile on here and say that yes t-dubs was right when the twist of the movie is one of the guys turns into the villain that guy then has to be able to you know fill the role and this guy he tries he overacts he definitely acts wacky but it's not enough to carry the movie when it's now on his shoulders effectively and then the second thing is that the script uh, it doesn't do a good enough job of building up the tension for that twist as we've already talked about. And yeah, I think a- adding a second raft of people to kind of give the movie a little more room to breathe and give some more victims to some like maybe cool and gnarly deaths probably would have helped a la a traditional slasher flick. That's yeah, that's, that's where so I think the movie went wrong. The,
3: the real biggest problem with this movie is the fact that they make you watch the skinny fat guy wrestle an inflatable gator for far too long? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, not, 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 not a great, uh, not a great action scene there. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, it, you know, maybe
2: could have used some CGI on that one.
0: <laughs> he's, a, he's a
2: prankster.
0: Uh, you know, had to really, he had to really sell it hard. And obviously, I mean, it was supposed to be a pool toy, right? Like, yeah, you know, like that's the It was the actual yeah, crocodile, yeah. right? Uh, and I think I agree with you guys. I think that that this the story just wasn't fleshed out enough, right? like I, I really do think the premise is cool of having to re- rely on your tormentor to get out of this dangerous situation. and that's kind of a a, a neat concept. Um, but then they just kind of like filled in the rest. Um, yeah. and the only reason why we had those like you know the the van honigan, the that's that's the khaki guy. Uh, the only reason why we even had him, so that ray had somebody to kill without losing 25% of our cast early enough in the movie to establish that ray was a psychopath. So yeah, that's but- weird cuz it like that conflict never really gets like explained and like
2: right and that's it, I weird. think what the movie is trying to do there is to give ray some plausible deniability is like hey, I, this guy was a bad I killed a bad guy. I'm not a psycho. I don't kill good people. I only kill the bad people. But we're like why Are we 100% sure he's bad? Because even his own buddy says, hey, you're going too far and, be- and g- gets out of the deal. So it's, are, you already have questions about who's in the moral high ground between the two of them. And then he they decapitates him. And I'm like, well, I mean, okay, you killed a bad dude, but you seem pretty sadistic and pleased with yourself.
3: So the, de- de- the decapitation is, uh, it kind of ruins any, Remaining doubt that Ray's a Looney Tune, so right, yeah. I mean, that's like a clear like cuckoo moment. It's a pretty big step to cut a man's head off and carry it back with you,
0: which I think is is that was the point, right? Like we were supposed to know that that yeah, there there is no ambiguity here. Ray is insane, but I wish that leading up to it, he had been a lot more charming, and it would have been more of a surprise. Like holy shit! Like he just went
2: nuts, especially. especially if the if the if the what's her name if he if they'd flirted and been sweet on each other right that would have made his turn on her even more like impactful which i hate to say that because i'm not a big fan of the old rapist character development but that's not what that would have been would have been like oh man this guy's this guy's really psycho he's he's murdering people and he's he's like clearly duplicitous you know going after somebody he was nice to and Oh my God! Like it would have been a shocking, even more shocking uh, than what we got. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a lot to ask from a movie like this, though. Let's be fair. For sure.
0: So, with that in mind, uh, you know what? What was your favorite River Rat Ray moment or line? Like, there were a couple ones in here, I think. A hundred
3: percent, it's him fat shaming the guy because it's like no, so, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: that's three so... times now, T Dubs. Thrice, man! Just, Come on! It, it makes I, no HR, sense. H R. This, this, hops and box office flop. Seven H R. Department. Oh, it's that's just
1: so, so we start funny. making that Tubi money.
3: Damn. That I'm no, no, it, the severed head back.
1: No, the the best rayism is I know exactly how deep my shit is. I I love that. I was
0: like, I, I, I that was pretty that funny. A lot. I might. That's it's, it's. You're right. I think that's that's a good one, Chumzilla. You got something for us? Uh.
2: I mean i think it's any of the times that he's like yelling or emoting so hard and like flexing at the same time because he's trying so hard to come off as unhinged you know once he makes his heel turn and i'm just always like man that guy is that guy's giving his all He is trying so hard he's out there flexing and like posturing and like ah like trying kind to of look like anguished and, and like deranged i'm like you know he, he knows this is one shot i'm in a movie i get to be the crazy unhinged bad guy I'm giving it my all, like he was giving 110. percent I, I think both him,
0: both even Ray the, and Shellen knew exactly how deep their shit was.
2: Even with even his shots at the AK, where he's like shooting it, that's just so he's like just so into it. It's like okay, that guy's having a good time.
0: He was definitely there. Uh, I think my favorite one is when he's at, like the, the top of the canyon wall with like the the AK in one hand and the head in the other, like like, like the one <laughs> foot like, like
3: yeah,
2: dancing. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, like if you're a crazy river guide, I mean, that seems part for the course, right? I mean, you would know better than the rest of us, boy.
0: Hey, man, you got to enjoy it. Enjoy your work, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll never go to work a, a day in your life. So. Do you think anybody from this cast should have had a career after this movie? Should we have, should we have known anybody else from this film?
3: Hey, Mark Popple was in Christine. Okay. That's the bearded guy who uh, waxes poetic Uh, a lot throughout the film. Yeah. The one who makes it. He has a couple of uh, credits to his name, but yeah, really. Oh, he did an episode of Booker. See, that's good. (laughs) Little Richard Grieco action. Not bad. Mark Popple.
2: Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, hey, I, it's been a while since we heard from the Grieco bot.
3: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. The Grieco bot loved us. Yeah. I can't say that I'm shocked that none of these people made it. Now, Terlesky, right? Yeah, right. Actually quite charming in Chopping Mall. And he's almost devoid of charm here, which is kind of weird. Uh, I mean, he I doesn't have that kinda... sort of I'm <sighs> a jock sh- sleazy guy thing going
2: he's kind of the dipshit lawyer character uh, yeah i mean he doesn't really like show out in this but like in general though i'm shocked that guy didn't have a bigger career because he was what he was in karate kid he was
3: in karate kid so
2: and then chopping mall and then um, i'm sure there's other stuff but he never really broke through
3: now he did a whole bunch of like bit shit you know small bit rolls yeah.
2: I mean to be fair, Ralph Macchio didn't do a whole lot either, other than uh, eh, my uh, like sure. cousin Vinny.
3: Yeah,
2: but but seriously, I, I thought that guy could have been, you know, a TV actor. He could, he could have got into some sitcoms or into a soap, and and made a career. And he uh, had the it, he everything.
3: had the hair and the face for a soap, for sure. Totally,
2: hundred percent. Yeah, he could have been a dipshit boyfriend on Friends.
0: He got, you know, I think what happened was is that he just got pigeonholed because he was from Cincinnati, and everybody wants to hate on people from Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, why wasn't he in the Devil's Backbone? He should have been an Airborne. Uh, Yeah, should have been Airborne.
0: Yeah, he did have a or does have uh, a a reasonably uh, okay directing career, though. I think he does a lot of like episodes for TV directing. So I think,
2: well, uh, that's not so shabby. That's pretty
3: no. Yeah, he probably has the best career. Okay, he did two episodes of The Equalizer, ten of The Blacklist, six of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Like, so he's still directing.
0: Absolutely, he got nominated for something for for Zoe's. I think. Hmm. Way to go, dude! Yeah. So I mean, Tuleski definitely had had a shot at it. Uh, for me,
1: I, I honestly hey, let's thought- hang, well, hold on. Here is
2: the real question, Wayne. Hold on, hold on. Would you rather have uh, our moon faced buddy? Is the lead in rollerball or chopping mall? Oh, Taylorski's
3: I a mean, way better lead than Chris right? Klein. But that's yeah, say I mean. not saying now listen,
2: okay.
1: I will not stand for Chris Klein slander. <laughs> the man does fine. Rollerball was not the primary use of his tool, and that's not his fault.
3: I will use a tool, right. yeah. <laughs> I will give Chris Klein cl- cr- I will give Chris Klein credit. He is incredible in just friends as Dusty when he oh, yeah. smacks the girl's ass like ooh, he's he's good in just friends. <laughs> he's <Yeah. is>
0: good <laughs> in that,
3: yeah. I do He good was time. amazing in
1: Street Fighter, maybe the best. <laughs> he walked through the raindrops,
3: you assholes. He <laughs> was something in Street Fighter. Well, now I'm inspired. I'm only gonna respond in today's quiz with Chatel. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I, I will
2: say this he was definitely better than the other guy from the black eyed peas
0: you know I, I don't want to get into a chris klein bashing competition here right now but like i think the real the, the real culprit for his lack of a career is that nobody ever told him that his hair looked so bad he has that same dumb mid-length butt cut in every movie, and it's just not doing him any favors.
2: Well, so I think the problem is somebody said, like, hey, you look like Keona Reeves, and he never changed it. He's Listen,
3: like, This is my look.
1: This uh,
2: is me.
3: This is he got the short end of the stick. He had the least fun character to play in American Pie. And it just so happened that character was on the same lacrosse team as the most fun character to play, Steven Stifler. So, like, that'll do it. That like right from right there. I'm sorry, are you
1: saying Ostriker was the least he was objectively in the whole movie? Like (laughs) literally name any other character from American Pie and they are more fun than Chris Klein's character.
2: Yeah, but none of them really went on to have huge careers out of that movie for as big as a phenomenon that it was. Oh, come on
1: now. Stifler. I, I, eh, Stifler I, still getting. Yeah, way. yeah, by far, work.
2: by far, yeah. Uh
3: um, The Sean Blum Scott
2: did the best, but Jason Biggs was no, kind of like would, whatever.
3: I would argue Natasha Leone has done the best.
2: Well, she, now, yeah, she had between some the oranges, the new black, and addiction troubles, show.
3: and now she's just crushing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, uh, late, late bloomer. got to give her credit. But yeah, I mean, but those guys were clearly poised to be the next big stars, and that's the hype that Chris Klein got caught up in. Okay, we gotta do something with this guy. Put him in an action movie. He kind of looks like Let's, let's
1: continue to talk about an actor that was absolutely not in this movie. Are we sure? No,
2: no you know, he does,
3: does walk through the raindrops he could have been.
2: He could have waded through the river.
3: His dad played the evil other river guy that got his head chopped off. That was Mr. That was Mr. Klein. <laughs> Chris Klein
1: Sr.
0: Well, that brings us to our final
1: question, I think.
0: Oh oh sorry. No, actually I didn't even tell you this. I I think that mine was uh, was was the, the fat guy. I I wanted him I thought he
1: could four, four times
2: four <laughs> times <laughs> I just, just wanted to say fat guy.
3: Just
1: that, whoa, might just um, be, that might be yeah. my favorite running gag in this thing. He's not like again, he's not fat. He might just be in less shape than everybody else, but he's
3: well. he's barely husky. To to point, the entire movie, I'm like, oh, that's the the Chumsville of this movie. <laughs> the, the five times, five times, because <laughs> he's a little husky. Yeah. Oh, does, come does, on.
2: Does, does, does Will Entertainment have an HR department? Like
3: <laughs> rolling right. around with a <laughs> inflatable crocodile.
2: You know, at least I asked for consent with the crocodile.
3: Complaining about being hungry all the time. <laughs> well, and
0: and you know, Bradford Bancroft, I believe is his name. Was in Bachelor Party, Universal Soldier, yes, yeah, dangerously close, and one called Pucker Up and Bark Like a Dog. <laughs>
2: which I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've seen that on Skinemax. I like it. I like it when
0: you're reading somebody's IMDB and they're like known for. And the first two you're like, Bachelor Party, Universal Soldier, and here's two things that occurred. <laughs> is he is he really known? pucker up and bark like a dog is anybody known for that he is now i guess so you're welcome bradford we're keeping your career alive buddy i you know i thought he could have he obviously he had had some shots but universal soldier did come after this everything else was before i think moving right along we have our new question to the uh the lingering question segment and that is what was your biggest Holy shit! What just happened here? Moment from Damn River. Well, Wizard, what do you got they, for us?
3: They, they didn't even show it until Captain Cash sent us a link. You can't take mine because uh, holy shit! <laughs> I mean, isn't that everybody's
2: like? I mean, what? That's that's just my yeah. I mean, I think aside from that, I think there's two answers here. If you've seen the edited the cut sexual assault scene that's a giant wtf but the other one is when that when he throws chopping Mall off the ridge and that whole sequence and then as you indicated earlier t-dubs that they somehow land down ever further past the boat like that that thing's like okay wait what like you were you were expecting some goofy crap up to that point because you'd seen some but then that just like jumped the shark Okay, yeah, so those they, are the two answers. There's yeah. got to be the so two answers. So I'll
3: amend my answer because Captain Cash was the one who <laughs> discovered that there was a additional scene. I and still, it's I still have we, we across that. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. questions, but moving on. So uh-huh. when when he goes in search of the people who uh, slash the raft, and he comes across the old guy. What's his name? The old guy.
0: Van Honigan.
3: Van, Van Honigan. Van Honegan. So this old motherfucker, wearing Don't. like mid-dress mid socks and like shorts that cut off his thigh, sneaks yeah. up on Ray, who's apparently this elite psycho mercenary, and doesn't bring any backup to make sure that this doesn't get out of hand. Just by but himself. I mean, what are do you doing, Van Honegan?
2: And there's definitely some like, you know, the darkest heart of Africa... What what was the stupid lion movie
3: with Val Kilmer? Stupid the lion darkness. movie. Yeah. Uh, there's, how there's some dare that, you? There's
2: some of that going on, but the movie never like does anything with
3: it. Well, there's also there's also a scene where they're in a like a market in Zimbabwe, and they reference how the people are very superstitious of the river, and this old woman just puts something in the girl's bag, and that never comes up again.
2: So, right. Again, that's my Indiana Jones point. There was a weird supernatural angle that, like, maybe somebody knew something you didn't know who knew what. And there was the strange, the other guy who, who was trying to, like, there was a weird competition. Like, is there something out there they're after? But yeah, sorry. So I, I'll I give credit
3: to the movie because it does actually show a lot of these, like, uh, a lot of the traditional, like, the, the people. Who lived in Zimbabwe in like traditional, like dress, and then it ruins it by having the the fat guy make a boob joke about one of the tribal women. It's like, ugh, yeah, oh, don't do that.
0: I mean, it was eighty nine,
3: yeah,
2: part for the course, very very eighties sensibilities. Yes,
0: it was pre lawless nineties to the even more lawless eighties. It's lawless Reagan.
2: Lawless in the more like racially insensitive way, not so much in the just batshit crazy ways.
3: Yeah, we could just say like, things.
2: So, so I mean, the '80s was cool. Racism was cool in the '80s. Uh, misogyny was cool in the '90s.
3: Well, the big hero turns out to be the other River guy that ditches Ray. Yeah, you know, he comes back. yeah so that's actually yeah. sort of progressive for a movie from 1989. That Terlesky not a white is, like, The big hero, yeah, the big hero, or the black guy did not in fact
0: die first
2: <laughs> or betray them yeah
0: yeah no that he came in uh he came in pretty clutch there at the end yeah and i you know i think mine came back to the same thing with the uh with the the fall for chopping yeah. mall right like cuz like he fell like 40 feet and then we're back at the river and then this you know the the healthiest strongest biggest guy in the group is like he fell 40 feet and now he is is dying from that fall. Um, so the hey, only thing makes sense is like maybe, maybe he did tumble like comically long time like in the princess bride and and that's like we just didn't see the whole the whole shot. and he really just fell for like an hour and a half and then he finally got to the bottom.
2: I, I'm just telling you, man, I fell on the back of a pickup truck once and uh just you know whoop out the back of the bed and uh, I definitely felt that in the morning So I'm thinking a 40 foot fall, regardless of the number of tumbles might mess you up a bit. That
3: explains so, so much. It <laughs> was out in
2: front of your house, T-Dubs. <laughs> you were so, there.
3: So much. Oh, yeah. I guess I just that, burned it from my memory. It's plausible deniability. I, I did not well, see Jim like fall out of it. I did not see that fat man fall out of the back. You, you were
2: in the cab, and the guy guns it before I'd sat down, and I just like flipped out the back over the top of the tailgate. And landed flat oh, on my back. shit.
3: Yeah, that's right. And then, Are you
2: all right? I'm like, oddly enough, yes, I am. That's fine. right. Yeah, that I, was pretty good. That
3: was pretty scary.
2: I, I was assuming I was going to be dead or like maimed. I'm like, no, apparently I'm okay. I'll just get back in the truck and uh, sit down this time before, before you take sit off.
0: Sit on the floor. That's how Chris Henry died.
2: I know. Well, and the guy, see, the guys didn't see me getting in because he thought he saw everybody else get in. And it's like, oh, I must be good. And I hadn't sat down yet.
3: All I yes, remember the, now, I remember because they said, who do you think hurt worse, your husky friend or the road? <laughs> okay, that's six times. <laughs> no, that's seven. <laughs> Just Damn, that's lucky number seven.
0: <laughs> well, on that final seventh crack on Chumpzilla's physique, it's going to bring us to our second break, where we're going to hear from our brothers from Wobam Entertainment at the Double Turn Podcast. So refresh those beers, gentlemen, repair your egos, Uh, maybe sign up for uh, a class at the gym and we're going to catch you on the flip side.
3: Hey everyone. It's the J man and I'm the host of the double turn podcast. And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Welcome back, listeners. Tonight's trivia challenge is the called the Slam Slambeasy Trivia Challenge, which, if you get a chance to find that little gem on VHS, one of the best uh, paddling videos out there, Tonight we've is got that, st- is
2: uh Stormy Daniels in that one.
0: Oh, different kind of paddling. Never mind. Different kind of paddling. Okay. Different kind yeah. of slamming.
2: Yep, gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Tonight we've got the standard five question multiple choice format quiz. And you'll be playing for Van Honigan's mummified head.
2: Hot damn.
0: Yeah, it is a hot commodity. Uh your chime-ins are. I know exactly how deep my shit is. Get in the boat, fatty. Oh, come Ooh. on! Or any of the pod stalwarts. Gentlemen, question number one. Most of us recognize Stephen Shellon from Oscar-winning director Robert Redford's adaptation of the Norman MacLean novella, A River Runs Through It. But he has also appeared alongside several other Oscar winners throughout his career. Which of these is not one of them? A, Nicolas Cage. B, Kevin Costner. C, Brad Pitt. Or D, Leonardo DiCaprio.
3: Shadalow. <laughs> Thunderous <laughs> Wizard. Nah. Fucking Cage. Woo! Smooch is good. That is
0: incorrect. Never bet against Nick Cage, ever. Get in the boat, fatty. Thunderous Wizard. I'm sorry. Chumpzilla, what do you got for us? I'm going to go with uh, Leo. That is correct.
3: Well, I mean, Brad Pitt's Uh, in a river runs through it. Right? (laughs) He is, yeah. So that one
0: was was kind of a throwaway. Uh, You guys had an easy one. Um, I
2: appreciate that.
0: Uh yeah he played uh an exotic car salesman in Gone in 60 Seconds with mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh he appeared in The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner and obviously he was with Brad Pitt in A River Runs Through.
3: I'm shocked to discuss- I did not look up this guy's IMDb. I just assumed he you know died on the river like he did in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It was never seen him. again. Yeah. Um we do have a bonus question tonight though. Where did Steven Sheldon appear alongside three-time Oscar-nominated actor Johnny Depp? Uh, Crybaby? That is incorrect.
1: Dang. Oh. Get in the boat, you portly gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck. I think Ash. Nightmare on Elm Street.
3: Oof. Good guess. Right uh-huh. church, wrong pew. I'm just going to go with Pirates, which I'm shocked Captain Cash didn't say because Pirates has so many extras.
0: It's got everybody in it, right? That would be yeah. an excellent guess as well. However, you guys were thinking for the wrong medium, Stephen Schell appeared in one episode of 21 Jump Street. Oh, oh fuck, Aww. and the other dude was in like, <laughs> Uh, Good guess. Good good work, guys. Um, All right, so we've got uh, Zella with one leading the charge. Question number two, Lisa Aleph, who plays Anne, did anyone else remember her name? Because I forgot it immediately. Made quite the run through 80s sitcoms. Which one of these did she not appear in? Oh, man. A, Charles in Charge. B, Growing Pains. C, Full House. D, cheers, or E, who's the boss? I and I don't know
1: exactly how deep my shit is.
0: Ooh, uh, Captain Cash, you started first. We're going to give it to you.
1: I want to say
3: Charles in Charge.
0: That is incorrect. She appeared in one episode of oh. Charles in Charge.
3: She loves creeps. Scott Baio, legendary creeper. Right? Yeah. Chatelau. Uh, thunderous wizard i'm going with full house
0: uh see that is incorrect damn it uh, my he, she my, and uncle
1: joey were
0: a thing yeah that's right uh my 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 six-year-old has been watching full house like non-stop lately she just came home one name was like i want to watch full house and uh we actually right, saw her on there you it's, you the the day. it's a choice okay. you can make did somebody
3: um, say what <laughs> 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 is, that, uh, is that a good mr woodchuck
2: i think so I think I think you need to talk to the Thunderous Wizard about some Uncle Jesse facts because he can educate you.
3: Oh, I've got so many facts about Uncle Jesse. You know, he yeah. beats the shit we- out of Robocop, right?
0: <laughs> we love Samos around here. Yeah. Uh, he
1: was wonderful in Gallivant.
2: I am going to shoot the Class Five Rapids.
0: What you got, Chumpzilla?
2: I want to go with Cheers.
0: That is also incorrect. Oh, Did one episode of Charles and... Ch- one episode each of Charles in Charge, Full House, Cheers, and Who's the Boss, but she never appeared alongside the other creep Uh, as Kirk Cameron in yeah. Growing
3: Pains. Kirk Cameron, huge weirdo. I figured, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I mean, essentially, if you went river rafting with Kirk Cameron, he'd swear it was, like, The rapture and murder and sacrifice
2: to Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I am the rapture.
3: All right. Uh, Take this
2: rapture.
0: Chumpzilla, you remain in the lead with one. This quiz is is actually harder than I anticipated. And these questions are not getting any easier. Um, Question number three Ray kills Van Honigan at a spot called Kami or Kami. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kami is an actual ancient city. Uh, in Zimbabwe, and from everything I've seen, it's quite spectacular. The Staff um, of Raw. That's right. Okay, um, no. I Sorry. tried really hard to find out if they actually shot this scene at the Kami Ruins, hmm. um, but as you can imagine, there's very little to be found about this movie, but one thing is for certain, the Kami Ruins are nowhere near the Zambezi River. <laughs> so, the question is, how long would it take one or you to drive from Victoria Falls, which is the beginning of the middle Zambezi, uh, which is the section that is that is uh, has all the white water in it? How long would it take you to sounds drive racist from man? Victoria Falls to the Kami ruins? A, fourteen hours. B, fifteen hours. C, 16 hours, or D, 17 hours. Great, these are African roads, so it's not like you're on, like, you yeah, know, 75.
2: Not, yeah, not as the crow flies, but still, damn.
3: Yeah. That's a, honestly, that's a trek. I mean, it, it probably could depend how you drive, but also, you have to remember, <laughs> super highways in Africa, some of them aren't paved. That's right.
2: Yeah. and uh, if you got a, uh, if you got a chunky guy in the vehicle, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt your. Uh, well, that'll slow you down. Speeds for, for that'll for slow sure. you down. Yeah, Take really some tread
3: off the tires. Mileage.
2: See now, um, now I'm just now I'm forced to just go just with the self-deprecating self-loathing. humor. Self-loathing. Yeah. yeah. Not even loathing. I'm just deprecating at this point. I'll, yeah. I'll be loathing later. Keep stalling, gentlemen. Keep so stalling. so quickly. Uh, loathing
1: uh, into a big bowl of vanilla ice cream.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh so wait. Run that by us one more time, Bling. What are our four hours? 16 miles
0: for 16 hours. Okay. Captain Cash, uh, you guys stalled just long enough to allow him to put it into Google Maps, it seems. And uh, yes, that is correct. I <laughs> ah! <laughs> It was a wild guess. <laughs> I don't even know. Technically, it would be 16 hours and nine minutes, according to Google Maps. Uh, so we, went, we went ahead and rounded it down to 16 hours to drive from the put-in of the Zambezi River to the commie ruins.
3: Ray is no horseshit. He's an elite mercenary. He got there in like maybe 35 minutes on foot. Wasn't even
0: even breaking a sweat when he got there to chop somebody's head off.
2: Now, is that like put in bay? Is that just basically like Zimbabwe spring break for people on their second, you know, uh, go around after their first divorce? Tell us you
0: haven't been to Zimbabwe without telling us you haven't been to Zimbabwe.
2: I've been to put it in big.
0: <laughs> you got the crabs to prove it. Question number four: We hear Ray say a few rapid names in this movie. Whitewater rapids are often given goofy names. Which one of these rapids is not on the Zambezi? A. The Devil's Toilet Bowl. B. Terminator. C. Killer Fang Falls, D, the three ugly sisters, or E, the overland truck
1: eater. Those are all so magnificently insane that yeah. could literally yeah. be any of them.
3: Shatalau. I refuse, I refuse to believe they named a fall the devil's toilet bowl.
0: The devil's toilet bowl is in fact a rapid on the Zambezi River.
1: Come on. <laughs> but stuff that's obviously going to come up for rafters.
0: No, no, I want to be clear that, that these are the names of rapids according to uh, you know, rafting outfitters that operate in the Zambezi River. These are not like in codified at the UN or anything like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. These are these are the colonizers' names, got. it. Yeah. Uh ah, Okay, so that I mean that was my guess too. Wow, that's off the board. Would you like the uh, remaining
0: answers again? Yeah,
2: just run, run through them. Yeah. Um
0: you have B wow. terminator, C Killer Fang Falls, D, the three ugly sisters, or E, the overland truck eater.
1: Get in the boat, fatty Captain terminator. Captain terminator. Like Terminator is the one that was just too plain for me.
0: Mm-hmm. That is everything else fact, had multiple incorrect. Uh, it isn't. It's actually Terminator One and Two mm. as the rapid uh, is quite long and, and and breaks into two little two little sections
2: there. But, okay, so I'm torn between Three Ugly Sisters and the Overland Truck Eater because the truck thing sort of makes sense. Like maybe people try to cross there because they're dumb and they've lost trucks and it gets a reputation. But Three Ugly Sisters sounds like it's got like three little humps to it and. You know, that makes sense, too, and uh, I'm just torn, but you know what? I'm going to flip a coin here, and farts and tarts, I'm going to go with the Overland Truck Eater. Good news, Chumpzilla. Both of your final options were
0: incorrect. The answer was C, Killer Fang Fall, which is actually a rapid on the lower Yacogany River in southwest Pennsylvania that I always make kids run backwards because it's like a class one and a half rapid. Fucking Um, Yenzers. So the answer for the Overland Truck Eater is that uh, there is a, a hydraulic, which is where water pours over a rock and then comes back on stuff because of those big, giant, white, frothy parts in the river that is so big, it would swallow an Overland truck. There's one on the Ottawa called called Bus Eater as well for the same reason. All right. Uh, it is tied for Trumpzilla and Captain Cash with one apiece. Um This is a fact that you guys could know or you'd have potential to know, I should suppose. Question five, Victoria Falls is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And while they are not the widest or the tallest waterfalls in the world, they are often called the largest because of their combined width and height. The falls are over twice as wide as Niagara at 5,604 feet wide. How tall are they? Your options are A, 334 feet, B, 344 feet, C, 354 feet, D, 364 feet, or E, over 375 feet tall. Go over the falls, fatty. Captain Cash.
1: Let me see. And that is correct. Thank you. Thank you. Victoria Falls wow. is wow. 354
0: feet tall and over 5,600 feet wide. That's almost a mile wide, right? Yeah. You are basically draining uh, the, the the greater portion of East Africa into the Zambezi River. And uh, what's crazy is that once it, it gets to the gorge below Victoria Falls, all of that water chokes down and goes through a uh a gorge that's about 80 feet wide uh so you put a lot of water that's why the Zambezi just is insane insane. well that's
2: why it's so yeah that's 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 a lot of that's a lot of velocity well
0: done gentlemen uh captain cash we will get van Hodingen's head in the mail to you i'm sure the head right in the wall behind me it's gonna look great yeah congratulations Sure, the postal service will be thrilled to to carry that parcel. Receive the head. Yeah. Just make sure uh, I'm always excited it. when I receive head. It's yeah, just,
2: be great. Just make sure you pack it with plenty of vermiculite. It'll be fine.
0: Perfect. So uh that brings us to recommendations, gentlemen. What do you have on tap for us this week, Chumpzilla? Kick us off, please.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I've got a pretty white bread recommendation this week, but I have to admit. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, History of the World Part 1 is definitely not my favorite Mel Brooks movie. But I got a big kick out of the History of the World Part 2, the television series that's on Hulu right now. Uh, I I watched the whole first season this week. Uh, The episodes are quick. They're only 25 minutes long. The cast is great. The gags are funny. It's a little hit and miss. I wouldn't call it uneven, I would just say it's you know it's got its ups and downs but it's really funny and uh I I was surprised I have to admit I kind of thought this was a little bit of a nostalgia uh grab but no history of the world part two really funny very entertaining on Hulu definitely check it out if you're a fan of Mel Brooks you'll like it
0: I did catch the first two episodes uh as well and um I agree. I totally enjoy it. Looking forward to watching the rest. Uh, It's great.
2: Nick Kroll carries the thing, right?
0: He does. I knew that he was going to be involved in this from, from Jump Street uh, as referencing back to old Johnny Depp question earlier. But uh, yeah, I was thrilled to see that he was going to be in it. And Ike Barinholtz cracks me up. Yes. uh, He's 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 very
2: good in as well.
0: There's a lot of great actors in it. uh, So yeah, it's, it's, it's Mel Brooks.
2: It is. It is
0: good stuff. Captain Cash, what do you got
1: for us? Is Mel Brooks like 94? What a key He's yeah, up
3: there. He's in, he's yeah.
0: in his 90s, yeah. It? It, he well, served and, in World War II.
2: It, yeah. And uh, I just heard an interview a couple months ago with him on NPR. And you definitely can hear the the 90 years of age. You know, it's slowing him down a little bit. But the guy was still pretty, pretty spry, quick wits, funny, uh, good interview. And, yeah, I mean, obviously he's not in the show. I mean, he is, but he's not. But still, it's it feels very much like a Mel Brooks production.
1: Nice. I don't have anything new, but what? I do. What? Oh, here comes the expanse.
2: <laughs> DuckTales.
1: <laughs> Listen, I I am an adult man with a professional job, a hobby, and children. So my options are limited. I will tell you, I revisited uh, the, unbear- the unbearable weight of massive talent. With one Nicolas Cage, it's so still fucking amazing. So good.
2: Uh, wait. Let's be honest here. Somebody was getting their Pedro Pascal Zaddy fix in there. Come on.
1: Yes, and you could talk to my wife about exactly that. That's a hundred percent why we did it.
2: Uh huh.
1: He's just delightful.
2: The fact he that truly like
0: truly is yeah but, Mandalorian hey, last of us like I'm
1: just
2: hey, always
0: happy to see Pedro on my team I'm
2: gonna say though I don't like all the people interviewing I'm like hey read these horny tweets about yourself and stuff like come on guys like we get it you know that's not cool like you know everybody needs to like get bonked and go to horny jail or whatever the reddit thing is like yeah we all know he's sexy but like everybody just settle down turn it down a notch okay come on now that Hey, Jealousy I'm,
0: is a stinky
1: cologne, Chumpzilla. I,
2: I, yes, it is.
0: I'm sure there are some chubby chasers out there writing tweets about you right oh, now, Chumpy. God
1: oh. damn
0: it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's not even fat! <laughs> I
0: mean... No, that's what makes it so
1: much funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thunderous <laughs> Wizard, what do you have for us? And please tell me you recommend uh, making fun of Chumpzilla on Twitter this week. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I
3: recommend Chumpzilla go to the husky uh taco bell lovers looking for love subreddit and
2: now don't threaten me with a good time
3: uh but no i have uh several because obviously the oscars were a couple weeks ago now so i watched all the best picture nominees and uh i really liked them all i am not upset that everything everywhere all at once won I'm actually really excited that most of the people associated with that film won, but my favorite film of those was all quiet on the Western front, which is the German world war one movie. So I, uh, it's on Netflix. So I'd recommend watching that. I thought it was, uh, it's just very well done. It's very well made. And as it has, it has a, it's surprisingly, it, no, it's very poignant in the way it frames the people who send people to go die in war, versus the people who actually have to go die in war. So I, I thought that movie was just incredible. Um then is uh,
1: oh. is the address for the subreddit for husky taco <laughs> bell lovers looking for love R backslash H T B L L F L, just for curiosity's sake. Yeah
3: it's it's called Chalumpin, like Humpin' but ch- and Chalupa combined. Chalumpin' oh, okay yeah so I hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no soft tacos allowed. I believe is what it says.
2: Oh, we're all crunchy tacos yeah. here.
3: Um.
2: <laughs> but no, hey, I'm gonna just jump oh, in here. But no, let me tell you about the real oh, Taco Bell subreddit. No, uh, what I'm gonna say here is that in addition to all quiet on the Western Front, which I've heard great things about T Dubs, and I I gave you this recommendation earlier in the week personally. And I've watched this film. I think it is free on Tubi. Um, the English translation is "Come and See." It's a 1985 Russian uh, World War One movie, and it's very much an anti-war movie. And it is haunting. It is the Russian World War One equivalent of the what's the the movie uh, Captain Cash Graveyard of the Fireflies? Yeah. 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 This is this is the live action Russian World War One version of that. This movie is haunting. It is disturbing. It is bleak. And it, it, it's very much a European film. And it's a little slow and, and atmospheric and expressionist. But God damn, I heard about this movie. I finally sat down and watched it a year ago. It's one of those the one and done. You watch it once. You don't watch it again. And I'm like, Jesus. And it's very much in the same vein as All quest- uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. Harsh, bleak, realistic look at the brutality of uh, uh, the atrocities of war. Why is so, our Taco Bell a
3: not
1: suitable for work subreddit? Well, you,
3: it's do not you know what it does The toilets. It's not, yeah, not suitable for work bathrooms. <laughs>
2: if,
0: <laughs> if you got to ask that, Captain Cash, you can't afford it.
2: No, but seriously, gentlemen, on the pod, I challenge you all to watch Come and See and comment next week uh, when we talk about uh, Alien 3.
3: Okay. Well, I have two other recommendations because one's on the extreme sports thing, and that's uh, Cliffhanger, the 1993, I believe, action movie uh, with Sylvester Stallone as a uh, cliff-climbing rescuer. It's sort of die hard on a cliff. I love it. It's directed by Rennie Harlan, who's appeared on this pod multiple times. Long Kiss Goodnight and uh the pirate film he did. Cutthroat <laughs> Island.
2: Oh Island
3: my film? Yeah. Come god. god. Uh it had
1: skeletor.
3: So it's free on Paramount Plus. Cliffhanger still still brings the heat. Rules. It is most certainly John Lithgow channeling Alan Rickman so fucking hard it's insane also Dark Knight we see you Nolan you fucking scene stealing piece of shit Cliffhanger did the the plane heist before you did and he did it and they did it better and then thirdly I saw Shazam Fury of the Gods today I was a little tepid going in because of the uh, less than stellar reviews like the first one got but I found it very charming and fun and Had genuine laughs, and uh, if you have kids, they'll love it. My two kids loved it. They thought it was great. And there's two after-credit scenes. Uh, I don't know what that means for Shazam going forward. Uh, I I would find it odd that they would let them stay in if they didn't have plans for Shazam going forward. But I will say this. This is just a friendly piece of advice. The movie's doing terribly at the box office. Don't so announce. We'll see you back here
1: in a couple of weeks, Zach. Yeah. Levi.
3: Don't announce your fucking new movie slate when you've got huge, hundred million dollar movies coming out over the next like seven months. Yeah. Save it, morons. Like, what are you thinking? Like, the Flash oh. costs three hundred million dollars. If people don't go to it because they know the universe is dead, that's on you. And that's why people aren't going to this movie, and it's a lot of damn fun.
2: Which i think it's kind of a bummer because aside from the post-credit scene in the first one and ah batarang there's nothing really tying this to any particular version of the dceu right i
3: I know and then this movie sort of does so i guess like right the trailer
2: kind of spoils part of that and i think it might get a little worse also honestly of, of all the things you could salvage this would have been the easiest to salvage if you wanted any continuity whatsoever yeah. because the first one did do decent and let me ask you this question this is the one question i have t-dubs is in your opinion shazam fury of the gods better than ant-man 100 it's better than
3: every marvel movie i've seen recently aside from black panther 2 wakanda forever yeah because it, it, it actually feels like a movie which is, I cannot say for, certainly Ant-Man 3 is just like, here's Kang, here he comes. Yeah, it's a
2: mess. The movie's a mess. Yeah.
3: And, we should and, we should definitely do that. But um, we
2: should do a special episode of the pod on that at some point. Honestly, we could I, do... I have issues.
3: We could do 2022 slash 2023 superhero flops because there are uh, quite a few of them right now. But yeah, just like, I don't know. Don't undermine your own product and maybe market it. Because they didn't market this movie at all. And the fact yeah. that you have to spoil a big cameo because you didn't market it, it's kind of stupid as well. So we
2: all we all knew it's coming, but I haven't seen a lot of TV spots. I, I don't see a lot of product on shelves. There's uh, no toys, they, zero what, toys. What what are they gonna do with uh, Aquaman too? I don't how know. Are they gonna, how are they gonna handle that now? Because like now, you said, like, like is that a road to nowhere? Who knows?
3: Now compared to the Flash, which is being screened three and a half months before it comes out because they think it's going to be so great. There's no toys for this movie. There's friggin' Eternals toys. Nobody knows who those characters are. And there's toys. To be
2: fair... Festos. It, one of
1: them's Festos,
2: I think. To be fair, they only did those in the Marvel Legends lines. They did not have a yeah. movie specific Anyways, line. Anyways, go
3: see it, especially if you have kids. I thought it was very charming and very fun. It,
2: it, the first one was a great kids movie too, right?
3: Yeah. And I think it really it, it's not as good. Like I'd be lying if I said it was as good as the first one because there's just more to do now because there is the Sh- Shazam family or the Shazamly or whatever, and that makes it a little more difficult. You, so some you, of the you novelty did not is just, gone.
2: You did, no, stop, stop. People you say did that. Not, it's you not, just not just say me. Shazamly, it's
3: not oh just my. me. People say oh. that. Did,
2: did they say yeah, the, the movie? Shazamly
3: is a thing? Pump the brakes.
2: Oh, oh no, no. Uh,
3: I think there's a joke about it, but. It's okay, very fair
2: yeah,
3: enough. For a movie that only costs 100 million looks very good. Um you'll love Jim and Hanzu in it. I I left and I was very satisfied and I was really worried after I saw some of the reviews. Uh and I loved it and, the, and my oh, kids loved so.
0: All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh my recommendation uh tonight is uh I actually got two. uh the first one is if you Enjoyed uh Damned River, or if you can't find it and you be interested in watching. Wait, are you
3: are you only recommending to us now because we're just talking to you guys, other people that have seen it.
0: My wife watched it with me. Mrs. Bling saw (laughs) Damned River the other night. Uh, I'm pretty sure
2: because of this podcast, we have now doubled the viewership for Damned River.
0: That's almost certain. So if you have any interest in watching a uh, crime thriller that takes place on a whitewater river, uh, let me recommend uh, the one that's actually good, which is uh, The River Wild. Uh, We brought it up earlier tonight, uh, Meryl Streep, Kevin Bacon... Uh, David Strathairn, Strathairn, Stratham, yeah,
3: whatever. Yeah, Either one. way, he's great. He's great. Some
0: kid, great uh, movie. Some kid, uh, movie. Uh, some kid. You can-
3: Joseph Just Mazzello some- from fucking Jurassic <laughs> Park and yeah. Band of Brothers. Some kid,
0: some kid. Uh, and I think you can find it on Peacock right now for free. Uh, Let so me ask a got- question, Every Jason
1: while. Statham, right? The English guy? No, <laughs> no, no. no. David's uh, it's,
0: it's David's. <laughs> It's not Strathairn. Strathairn. Strather. There's, there's there's two R's yeah. in weird spots. I know yeah, that. he's he's got. A I weird
1: was name. just kind of hoping he had done a transporter, but on you know, whitewater Rapids. on on the river. Yeah, yeah.
3: he had to transport yeah. Meryl Streep.
1: I would watch that a hundred percent.
3: I mean, I'm not uh, saying
1: I wouldn't watch it. Now <laughs> I want you to go back and do the safety talk, but do it in the Jason Statham voice where it just all oh, feels required, but it talks real fast.
0: Do it. Uh,
3: do it. Do it slowly. Turn around. Daniel <laughs> Mike. True lies.
0: Uh, I'm definitely not recommending CBS's true lies. I'll recommend ghosts all day, but never never true lies.
3: Dude, I'm uh, I'm gonna fist fight a CBS executive in a parking lot <laughs> if they keep fucking remaking Arnold movies into shitty TV shows. Um uh, so, my other recommendation,
0: uh, totally different, uh, you know, off topic, was a, re- was a movie that uh, Mrs. Bling and I found on Amazon Prime the other night called Vengeance, um, directed by and starring BJ Novak, uh, from The Office. You guys probably remember him from there,
3: yeah, uh, the in- yeah, the
0: intern. Uh, it's a thriller comedy, the story follows a podcaster. Uh, hooray! from New York that travels to Texas for the funeral of a girl whose family thought that their relationship was a lot more serious than it was. And then it turns into a kind of true crime podcast investigation. Um, I'm not going to tell you that it was the best movie of the year, but Ashton Kutcher shows up in it um, and we really enjoyed it. And I think, uh, I think y'all will too. It's, it's a pretty fun one. So vengeance, you can find it on Amazon Prime for free.
3: Our boy uh, from The Predator, Boyd Holbrook, shows up in that film, I believe.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah. So remember, listeners, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Bo Flops. You can find uh, myself, Bling Blake, on Twitter at Bling Blake. You can find the thunderous wizard at Writer TLK. On Twitter, Captain Cash is at C-A-P-T, C-A-S-H on most of your social medias. And Chumpzilla can be found at Chumpzilla 8 and also the Taco Bell Romantics subreddit.
1: Um, Again, that would be R H T B L L F L. Husky uh, Taco Bell lovers looking for love. Please
0: check out WoBam Entertainment at WobamEntertainment.com. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, remember one thing. You never win when you're playing with the devil's odds. We will see you next week for our first installment of Hops and Xenomorph Flops when we review the incomparable
2: Alien 3. Welcome back to the pod, David Fincher.